ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, money grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? What is going down, everybody? It's Alex, the fantasy football hustler, back at you. And you know we're on stoner time right now, so we're a couple minutes late because we were, you know, backstage uh, partaking a little bit before we hopped on here. So I'm excited. Episode three, hanging with the 420 crew. Where's the 420 crew at? Throw it in the chat. I see a bunch of people in here already. We'll shout you guys out in a second. Appreciate you guys for being here. Make sure you smash subscribe wherever you are right now. If you are not on YouTube, make sure you go over there right now. Smash the subscribe button. Smash the like button. Hit the bell. Get the notifications because live streams are coming often. Alrighty, guys, I got two guests on today, and uh, both are in the fantasy football space. I'm excited to talk to both of them. One is a recurring guest, one brand new, first time on the show, my man Terry, and he's representing the Fantasy Good Sports Show. Let's hit it up. What up, what up? bro, bro. <laughs> hyped. I'm hyped for today's show. Yes, so sir. Tell yes, sir. So tell everybody where to find you at. Uh, Terry is the man in the fantasy football world and coming up in the space just like myself. So make sure you follow him everywhere. Yeah, guys. So it's just fantasy good sports. As you see on the uh, screen right here, you just go to all platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. And you can find me. Uh, you subscribe to my channel because I'm going to keep giving you cutting edge information. Let's get it. And Terry's representing the IDP squad also, so you already know. I I'm excited because everybody on the panel right now is heavy into IDP, especially my man IDP Iggy. He's representing Iggy's deep dive. Let's show some love. What up? Hey, Terry. What's up, Alex? How you guys doing? Uh, glad to be a part of it. I went and pulled this up for you real quick, Terry. You know, I saw the Dallas in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Jed over like here. It. I like got it. Got the king up here. It's a little high. I'll move it. So king of king of IDP, IDP Iggy guys. You can find me on Twitter, IDP Iggy. Got my own website, Iggy'sDeepDive.com. All kinds of great info. I uh, got the hashtag Fantasy Football Sevens. Hashtag Where's the D Baby? Uh, you know all these things. Let's get the IDP rolling. Let's get the smoking going. Let's get this fraternal love. And shout out to 1986 crew, baby. You know. <laughs> yeah. Woo woo. Yeah. We just found out that all three of us were born in 1986. How dope is that? Yes, yes. Hey, it's the cosmos, man. Everything lining up perfectly, guys. Like you said, man, yeah. I believe it. 
Hell yeah. And so you already know how we start this up. Let's get ready to spark up. I'm smoking on, uh, let's see, I got four kinds right now. Just, just hit up the delivery, man, right now. So I got some presidential. I got some BTYOG. I got some dosey dose cookie, do, uh, some dosey dose cookies. And I got that triple X OG. Tell me what I should smoke on and I'll uh, pack it in the bowl. Um, Iggy, what are you smoking on over there? Right now I got some of the sativa strawberry fields. Uh, I'm a big OG fan. I had a lot of roommates from Cali. So, you know, I feel like that's the Cali strain, the ocean grown. Uh, over here in Colorado, we got some golden goat. And uh, tomorrow, I'm hearing a little bit, I'll be switching it up to a little bit of my hybrid, man. Uh, just some, uh, it's some uh, lemon diesel right there for you. Nice, nice. Oh shit! And Justin shouting out that he's smoking on that that bust of limes. What? <laughs> <laughs> now break your neck. <laughs> there we go. Mac, what up? Hollywood, what up? Oh shit! Antonio's in the building. Is it drunk Antonio yet, or is it still sober Antonio? <laughs> And there we go, Wink and Willie, 420 crew. And Will, what up, what up? All right, nobody told me what to smoke, so I guess I'm uh, – we're going to get nasty real early, and we're just going to go with the Triple X OG. <laughs> and, Terry, uh, I, know you're not, uh, I know you're not smoking over there right now What because you, you're in North Carolina. Uh, what are you drinking on over there? Red Oak, with, which, which is from North Carolina, bro, bro. It's some of the best brew, man. Um, no headaches. You can drink. Uh, six pack before work and still be able to go to work, man. I don't, but I'm just saying like, it's, it's that good. It's that good, man. So yeah, I drink. I'm a red oak drinker. Uh, actually, they got two type of different beers. They got one called Hummingbird and Red Oak, and you can mix it, and it's called Red Bird. Nice, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah! So allegedly, if you drink six of these before <laughs> work, you'll be good. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, so we always get there. There we go. All right, so Terry, I'm gonna throw this one to you first. Uh, mm -hmm. when, when, it, when it comes to the 420, is the indica sativa or hybrid? We're not talking about like a time of the day. We're just saying like if I got to pick one that I'm gonna roll with, you know, have a good time on a Saturday afternoon. Which one's it gonna be? So yeah, bro. Back in my day, I did. I was a smoker, and um. Bro, it was um sativa because um I'm an energy guy, man. I, you know, I love to be hype. And um so I like the something that's gonna perk me up and also I could focus and get things done. I didn't want the indica because I called it put you in the bed. So um <laughs> but yeah, I was just a sativa man, man, when I in my days when I did smoke, but bro. And there you go, Antonio. So once you <coughs> once you said bruh, bruh, I knew I had to follow your channel. There you go. <laughs> Antonio, appreciate that, bro, bro. Appreciate that. What What about you, Iggy? What's your uh, What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, I, I definitely am a sativa guy. You know, I wake up, hit the routine, check some betting lines, uh, check my fantasy, whatever sport might be going on at that time, and then I want to hit two or three bowls of the sativa. You know, I don't drink coffee. Uh, so, you know, I kind of naturally wake up and feeling good, come home after a long day, hit those the sativas. Uh, you know, but I'll, I'll grow anything. I feel like there's a lot of indicas that grow big buds, bro. So I, I'll grow that. But um, I'm a sativa guy. This is a sativa. I, 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 I'll smoke it all. I'm not, I don't discriminate, but I'm a sativa person. 
<laughs> I, no, like that. Right. I like it. And if you guys follow Devin the dude at all, you already know him and the coffee brothers. Like weed is just coffee. That, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bro. All right. There we go. Yeah, all right. Good dude. Let me kick it back to uh kick it back to Iggy. What's your favorite smoking apparatus or way to consume? And 420 is coming up in California. So load your bowls right Two now. Minutes. Two minutes. I mean, I'll be there uh, in my head, in my heart, and in my lungs. Uh, <laughs> my favorite smoking man, my go-to is a king with the filter, you know, get the get the crutch in it. Um, you know, but like I said, I'm from 86. So when I started smoking, it was nothing but Phillies. Uh, you know, I'm from Texas, so we had the Swishers. And <laughs> I'm not talking about the new Rillos, bro. They were, they were as big as your thumb. Yes, you know, you had yeah. to be ready to pack those things full. You know, you better yeah. be getting the quarter with the homies. <laughs> you know, they'll be lasting all day, you know. And then backwoods, I'm a big backwoods guy too. Uh, but, you know, if I'm being honest, I always smoke out of this pipe. Uh, I got it loaded for later. This little pipe's been good to me. About seven years now, dropped so many times, never broke. And I've also got my mini bong. But, you know, when I'm really doing it up and I'm not in a rush, I'm going to be rolling something and wrapping something and smoking it, you know. Nice, nice. Love that. What What about you, Terry? What What was your go to when you were in your heyday? Man, it was just he said it. Phillies, um, Duchess, the old, not the new Duchess, the old Duchess. You know, the big, like he said, it was about that big around, man. And um, so man, you know, and I'm from in North Carolina, man. We was just do a lot of mid, like good mid. It was called popcorn. And um, yeah, man, you would roll probably almost like. Uh, twenty dollars worth of weed, man. You would roll that up, you know what I'm saying? And that's and I'm just I never like bowls, man, because I like the process of rolling and all that yeah. was like part of the it was part of the geek, you know what I'm saying? It was like oh, so I I just like to roll up, talk, you know, get my mind running, talking to my homeboys. So yeah, I just roll up, man. I wasn't ever a bowl person. <laughs> it's funny for the longest time i wasn't really either like when we're t i mean we got to go back i mean you know we're talking 19 to 21 when i'm just doing my thing you know always on the go always in my car i was always around somebody who was like willing to roll a blunt i just had to throw a little bit of weed at them so i probably ruined my lungs like during uh that time of my life because that it was all swishers it was it was all swishers all day and at this liquor store, they had like a buy buy one, get one free for like $4.50 or something. So you can get two five packs, you know, swishers for less than five bucks. And I know every single day, just the amount of moves that I was making, all 10 of those would get smoked. Whether it was me or someone else filling it, it didn't matter. Yeah. But I got pretty notorious for being the one who, uh, you know, the blunt looked so thick. It looked like the bitch ain't even been split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seem to seem, baby. Seem to seem. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I went through a lot of blunts and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking just smoking on bowls now. I mean, I'm not going out as much as I used to. So I feel like, you know, the joints, the blunts, social settings is just easier. Yes. But uh, just at home, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to take a whole joint to my face necessarily. You know, <laughs> all, all at once. I'll, I'll space it out a little bit or mix in some dabs at the same time. I got there. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did the dab game. You know, I've had all kinds of rigs, straws. Uh, yeah. Trying to stay away from that more these days and return back to my roots with the flower, but don't get it twisted. I've always got some. <laughs> I hate those straws. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't like those straws. I don't feel like they do it for me. 
Yeah, I, I use it for work mainly for me because it doesn't smell and I can put it away and uh, they still try to hate on me, man. The discrimination is real. You know, they see you and they just like, he smelled like it. I was like, it doesn't smell. Trust me, you can't smell it. <laughs> but, you know, they just, they see you and make uh, assumptions and try to get you, you know, busted. That's wrong. Don't be doing that. If you're out there, you're one of those people. No, those people don't do that. <laughs> Y'all living a good life, man. On the East Coast, we can't do nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Man, but actually, I mean, I want to move out to the West Coast, man. I feel like it just um, better opportunities, especially like for minorities and stuff, man. And but out here, man, we just it's, we ain't caught up. We still slow. We so slow, especially North Carolina, man. We the last to do everything, as you know. I mean, if you know anything about politics, man, but uh, y'all enjoy <laughs> it, man. Y'all stay out there on the West Coast. Don't come out here. It's crazy I, because. I I had to make them. Texas was, they were after me. They were making, I was supporting politicians paying so much to fees and stuff. I had to get out of there, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one day, one day it's all going to be caught up. I, yeah. I hear that 2020 in the beginning before all this pandemic shit happened, I was actually debating moving like to a different part of the country. At the time we were debating on Wisconsin because uh, like my brother just moved over there. Like the boss at the company that I was working for lived out there and everything was like so cheap. I'm like, damn, I can actually own a house, you know, or like <laughs> legitimately like get into a house. And then all this stuff happened, you know, and <laughs> all that, uh, you know, the George Floyd stuff and like all yeah. that. I'm like, I don't know if I want to live anywhere other than California while all this shit is happening. Because if it's bad here, I can't imagine living somewhere where it's like 97 percent white and, uh, you know, three percent everybody else. That makes me nervous. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no disrespect to the Midwest, but as a Mexican American, it's just the same thing. And the stigma was already there, whether I wanted it or not. So mm -hmm. you know, it's a. I will say the West is best for me. That's a nice statement. You know, I can't say it for everybody. I, I've only been to North Carolina briefly, but you know, you know, to, to each their own. But you know, you got to be where you got to be. So I agree. I agree. I hate big tobacco, but they're going to be the reason why everything gets federally legal. And so if that gets everybody in America on the same playing field, I'm okay with it. I'll never be smoking Marlboro Greens. That's for damn sure. Amen. <laughs> that, bro. I ain't never smoked no tobacco. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. That's good. No, mm -mm, bro. That's why, um, you know, the that's why when I did smoke, man, I was a green man. Everybody was like, man, y'all about to, after, you know, they would smoke blacks after or a cigarette. They were like, man, the hype in my heart. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm good, bro. We, if you roll up another one, I'm good. I'll smoke, but I'm not smoking no tobacco. Um, but I, I guess, like, like you said, man, thanks for them, man. If it, we wouldn't be able to get on this trend that we is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, everything grows together, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Cosmos, like you said, is bringing everything together. It's going to yeah. be working out. Yeah. One day. It's all going to connect. All right. So we mostly talk about football on this show. So we got to talk about some football. Um, news today, making it official that that 17-game season is happening. Terry, I'm kicking <laughs> to you first. We know it's all about the money. What do you think about this um, from a fantasy football perspective? Um, far as in the fantasy world, man, I think uh, you're going to have to probably – I don't know if the platforms are going to redo it for you. Um, maybe you have to set it up for yourself, but uh, your, your um, playoffs might start differently. And I'm okay with that. Um, so, yeah, man, this is going to be different. Uh, I'm open-minded. 
Um, I was expecting it. I know they talked about just doing this two years ago, so I was already prepared. Uh, a lot of people, you know, do their uh, playoffs starts in different weeks anyway, from week 14 to 15. So uh, I don't know as uh, far as what the platform's going to do, but I'm open-minded. I'm going to keep watching. I, play, I love playing on ESPN format, so I'm just open-minded to see what they're going to do. Um, so, yeah, man. man, that's basically it. We were friends until you told me you like playing on ESPN because I fucking hate ESPN. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not the not the channel, but I don't just the the platform. I don't know. They they got all this money. They need, they should upgrade and beef up their app a little bit because they haven't upgraded in like ten years. It seems like. See, I haven't been playing that long. Far as like you know, um, competing against other people and stuff. I've okay. I've been doing DraftKings and and stuff for a while and FanDuel for about five years. But far as doing against playing against other people, and I came on fantasy. Uh, I came in doing fantasy on ESPN. So I, you know how you get used to something. So um, I'm open minded, man. I play on any platform. I know there's a lot of good, great platforms out there, but uh, ESPN was just really good, and I play IDP on it. And um, so that's the only reason why I'm used to it. Why you don't like it? What's, let me know, man, because maybe I need to be, you know, learn what what is good and bad about it. I, I just feel like it's it's a little bit it's a little bit dinosaurish. They just haven't they just haven't updated stuff. Little little bit harder to function than some of the other ones. I like Yahoo for redraft and then Sleeper okay. for Dynasty. Those would be like my go tos if I had okay. to choose. But um, even Yahoo, they're kind of slacking because I can only play in eight leagues on one account. Um, oh, okay. Sleeper, they at least oh. know that we're addicts and uh, that we that that we need uh, you know a lot. But it's because Yahoo has their paid leagues. So if you get into one of their paid leagues, you can play in as many as you want. But you can only play in uh, eight free leagues on Yahoo because. If Yahoo's not getting the money, it might as well be free to them, you know? Mm, okay, okay. And, like, I'm somebody that's used NFL.com, which a lot of people don't like. Uh, but what I do like is it's the official stats. Because in, mm. in the IDP world, IDP world stats change. You can look at different yeah. websites, and they'll have different amount of tackles because it's kind of an unofficial stat still. So, mm. But if you go with NFL.com, you get it. I don't, I'm not hating on ESPN. I, I like it, too. I play on a bunch of platforms. on And uh, – but like I said, a lot of people don't like NFL.com, but I've used it. They've been accommodating for IDPs, but I've been with Sleeper since the beginning. And I'm going to take a drop right here. Flea Flicker is a really cool league. I just, uh, you know, they've got an app. Not too many people know about them. And uh, you can customize it quite a bit. And um, they're just not very popular. We've been playing basketball on them for eight years. And uh, they've been great, you know. So I dropped them too, you know. But you know, I don't. I don't play in eight leagues. I, I've played in a lot of leagues, and I, I have to cap myself off because um, I want to win. <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm trying to win every single league I'm in, and let them know that I'm trying to win it exactly. <laughs> on the way. So you know, but I think well, you know, everybody listening, play on any platform. And like that's what I wrote for the hashtag Fantasy Football Sevens. Play on any platform, and I would rather you play with just standard scoring, whatever the platform is going to give you, than not play at all. But, you know, once you start playing more and more and more, you're going to realize, well, I need to get this because this doesn't happen near as much. You know, a defensive sack doesn't happen as much as a rush attempt or a reception or, you know, uh, any other stat. Uh, and that's where I think a lot of it becomes fun. Uh, to comment on the 17-game season, to bring it back, uh, I, I've already, I just told my commissioner he didn't know, uh, our co-commissioner, you know, we co-commission everything because he's just too busy whipping everybody's ass in basketball. And I was like, no, yeah, we went to 17, man. And he's like, seriously? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't think we should change anything. 
You know, it's a 16-team league. Start week 14, 15, 16. You know, so even if it's wrapped up or, you know, there's an extra bye week in there, that's what that's what that's when GM and coaching becomes fun. Now you got to yeah. kind of strategize and be like, well, you know, I got this week 13 bye week like the Tampa Bay Bucks had out of the blue, you know, and then you can ride a whole season's worth, let somebody reboost, get one little slot, and then they're ready to go for the playoffs. I'll rest it up. So I don't know. It is interesting, but yeah, make no mistake, those owners want that extra home game. That's why they're doing it. You know? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think that the week 16 championship is going to be the thing because there's only one wild, uh, not one wild card, but there's only one team that gets a buy now. So everybody's still kind of fighting in for those, for that seventh seed now where that didn't used to exist. And so there was so many teams that already had that, you know, they already had the, uh, the bye week locked yeah. up. Nobody had things to play for. You know, and now we even saw last year, week 16, I mean, there was still a lot of people playing who probably – or um, uh, week 17, there was a bunch of people playing who really didn't uh, – you know, didn't – who wouldn't be playing in the past, but adding that extra playoff team made a difference. I don't like the 17-game season as far as, like, when they're doing this just because now you're adding on an extra game to people who signed a contract to play 16 games and you could justify it by taking the preseason games away, but whatever, like the the stars don't play that much of the preseason games anyways. I mean, some of these guys only get in for one drive and then they're, they're not even playing after that. So the preseason games didn't mean, don't mean anything except to guys who are really trying to break the roster and, and make it onto the team in general. And Mm -hmm. that's not going to change. So, I don't like it from that standpoint. And once fa- once fantasy is over, I usually don't care about the rest of the regular season anyways. I, I didn't watch <laughs> any games in week 17 this week or this year. Didn't watch one of them. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Um, I had a guy that said, he was like, man, they should do like 22 weeks. And I, when he said that, I got it. I, I can tell he never had played football. Because, man, I, yeah. I, was in high school, I was just in high school, and I was probably, like, 180. And, man, like, within five games, my legs hurt every day in practice, every single day. The game, you know, you just so hype off the game, so you'd be numb. But I I get it. Um, I think they should expand the roster. So I And I think they will do that. So maybe if they can go from, what, a 53 to, like, 62, 62, maybe 62 guys, um. I think that'll help out, and that way you can rope, like, you know, later in the season, some games. It, it might get like basketball, bro. You might see some games where none of your guys is playing because it's just not important. You know, you might already been – you already made the one seed. You're like, look, we ain't playing 15 to 16. I'm not get, about to get a guy to get an ACL injury. I need my running back. You know what I'm saying? So get ready for that, and that's going to be hell in fantasy. You know what I'm saying? You're like, what? Why my guy's not playing? You just made me think no. of something right now. Now that we got an extra game in the season, if a team goes up really early, you know, and we're talking about like dominating the game by the third quarter, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Why why would they have a reason not to sit some of a star running back, a star yeah. wide receiver? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a pro and con to that. You know, you you're going to lose one of your high wide receiver picks. Uh, but now maybe some of these draft stocks and these later picks, you may get more running backs by committee. You may be getting slot guys that are more important. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole flip side to that. But yeah, you know, and football's a hundred percent injury rate. You know, that's I played too. I played internationally. It's like you're going to get hurt if you play it long enough. You're going to get hurt, 
and uh, that long enough is two months. Um, but uh, you know, there is that dynamic too. I, I you know, that's gonna suck if Julio Jones somehow caught two touchdowns finally and <laughs> before the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden. Now he's done. Like, no, no, no. We're having the career game, you know, and I had, exactly. you know, my, my linebackers didn't do nada. They got one tackle and a, an assist. I need the, I need him to ball out. You know, exactly. that's going to be really frustrating. And then one, one more thing I'll add to it is I don't play DFS personally, but I know the people that do are like, yeah, give me one more week, you know, uh, mess around with it. Who cares? I'll take that extra week for another daily fantasy week of football. Uh, so, you know, you have that aspect of it too, which I really didn't think about till somebody told me that. So, yeah, the gamblers are gonna love it. I mean, that that's a I don't, I don't that's know. 16 extra games. I don't know about that, man, because I don't. One thing when I do fantasy, especially like in basketball, when I got to go to the bench and pick up players that never played, they just they just miss it on the bench. I hate that. I hate. I want to pick starters. I want to pick Zion Williamson. I want to pick Keenan Allen. Whatever the guys that I know is playing. I don't want to go to the bench and have to pick up guys that are practice players. That that to me it. I just and then you pick a guy he don't even get in. You like you don't know unless you like a guy that you know the beat writers, so that it makes it harder. So I I, I just like the starter. So it's it's gonna be a um, I guess it's gonna be a guessing game. We just gonna have to wait and see and see how this season goes and maybe next season. Yeah, and I didn't even mean it that way. I'm not even talking fantasy or DFS like at all. I'm talking about the guys who are just betting on on the game. Okay. Okay. Just in okay. general, just the betters. Okay. Like that's 16 more games they're gonna be able to bet on. So I mean. Okay. I don't know if all of them are going to bet on all 16 games, but we know there's going to be a lot of money, you know, being thrown down on games in week um, week 18 or whatever it is now. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Eric's a prime example. The more football, the better. Shit, give me 20 games. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, like, we, we love football. Like, we're, we're here right now in March talking about football because we love it so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all right. Who wants to go first? Uh, just the dumbest free agency move that we've seen. It could be from a team perspective, or it could just be a player that you think uh, just signed in a weird spot. Go ahead, Iggy. All right. Uh, off the top of my head, man, I was trying to think defensively, uh, but I like a lot of those moves off the top of my head. So I'll just go with Andy Dalton in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, are they, is Mitchell Travis, you know, I just, I don't know what's going on. Matt Nagy kind of just all over the place to me. I think he's not a, I don't think he's as great as Andy Reid, you know, when he came off of that tree. Uh, but Chicago, man, they just, they're not ran well. I mean, anybody that'll take Lovey Smith and fire him after a 10 and six season, after he took you to the Super Bowl, it has been all downhill since then. Uh, John Fox, everybody's bad. Uh, you know, they gave away so much for Khalil Mack. They gave away too much for that. They drafted Mitchell Trubisky before some great quarterbacks. Uh, so I'm going to just hate on the Bears because I'm a Packer fan, baby. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, um, before I get on mine, I want – you know what? The Bears, that was the dumbest move. I knew, like, why wouldn't you draft Deshaun Watson as a top three quarterback? Like, he had played against Alabama twice and performed great. Listen, guys, I don't like to take it to here. Was that a was that a race thing? Because I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, because I knew I'm like, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. He nasty. And then I'm like, he's the 12th pick. And you take him moving up for Trubisky. You know, I'm from North Carolina. So I watched Trubisky play. 
he was never on a Deshaun Watson level. So, <laughs> so, bro, that was crazy. They deserve what they getting, and they did give up too much for Khalil. But I got, I got it. They was trying to make moves. Hold on, before you, hold on before your point. Yeah. When you said was it a race thing, I'm going back and thinking about Lovey Smith, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, hell yeah, it was like, how are you gonna yeah. get rid of any coach after an offense that's garbage? Making yep. it to the Super Bowl, like literally because of your defense and special teams. Like, what the yep. hell do you have to do to keep your job uh, <laughs> these days? So, yeah, I, I, it, it all lines up with everything. Yep. We don't like talking about race, but that was uh, a huge outlier yep. that um, something is just amiss with the front office. I agree. Yeah, that's I what agree. I was love to say. How do, you, how do you fire a man after a 10 and 6 season? It's hard to win one game in the NFL. Let's <laughs> go to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman Rex, was his QB, man. Come Rex on, dude. Grossman. Yes. He should have won coach of the year for taking Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. Exactly. <laughs> I said exactly. the same thing about Todd Bowles. I got so pissed, you know, hashtag where's the D. I was like, Todd Bowles won that Super Bowl. Todd Bowles won that NFC championship. Tom Brady threw three picks in the NFC championship against my pack. Exactly. I mean, you know, that was all D coordination, man. So uh, fantasy football, pay attention to your coordinators. That's my one free free giveaway for you today. <laughs> Iggy, no, you're right, Iggy. That's how I play. It's all about offense coordinated. It don't matter the, the status of the player. So I agree. Like, you know how people pick, oh, I love this Julio Jones. Or they going to get Julio Jones the ball this year. Or they're trying to design players. So, you know, I talked a lot about Calvin Ridley this year because um, I like. I think they're trying to switch over to Calvin and kind of give Julio uh, – he's older, so give him only certain minor plays a game, you know. So, yeah, I agree with you, Iggy. It's all about the offensive coordinator. But uh, for my uh, worst uh, free agent uh, or just any a crazy deal, what's going on this year, is Sammy Watkins to the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> and then I know the Baltimore Ravens has been trying to uh, get a receiver. They tried to get A.J. Green. They tried to get Juju. And I get it. Maybe they don't want to go there because 2022 is going to be a lot of money out there. So a lot of guys are like, wait a minute, I don't want to go here and catch 60 balls and then try to get a new <laughs> deal. So I get that. But I'm – you they better move down in the draft and get one of these top three receivers, bro. Um, not a small guy because they got Marquis Brown, but you need Jamar Chase, one of these big time guys, even Kyle Pitts. I know that may sound crazy, but you know that a dual tight end for uh more um for uh, Lamar Jackson would be good. So I I, I just Sammy Watkins, I get it. They better get a big time receiver. If not, man, I'm not touching that offense this year. I'm not. I love Lamar. I just he needs a tall six three receiver that he can throw uh like a jump ball to sometimes just to take the pressure off of him. Yep, agreed. Um I don't know why <laughs> when you get someone like Lamar Jackson, you know, Deshaun Watson, someone who they're kind of, you know, the dual threat guys who they can put the team on their back. Why the fuck do you want to make them put the team on the back? Like, why not just give them a couple weapons so they could do their thing? And you yeah. look at the weapons that Lamar Jackson has had. And, yeah, I mean, he's had Andrews. But, I mean, he's a big tight end who's, like, bigger than these DBs that are covering him or boxing out, you know, these linebackers that aren't that athletic, you know, so it's not that hard. I, I couldn't imagine if Lamar Jackson had a legit, like, number one receiver. He's had Marquise Brown. The, <laughs> he's in a – his entire career, pretty much, exactly. and um, he's not a number one. Sorry for everyone who thinks he I is. love Des. It's not ten years ago, Des. You know, I love Des, but it's not. It's not ten years ago, Des. So yeah, if it's yeah, it Des back then, that 
That's a that's a different story. Not right. Not right now. Now, now he needs to be on the practice squad for half the week to well, get ready. <laughs> but you know, Al, because they offered him right after he got cut, and he turned. That's theirs. I don't know what you was thinking. I'm not gonna get off. You know, I don't want to get too far on it. But he turned down a 25 million dollar guaranteed deal right after they cut Dallas. Cut him because he. I don't know for whatever reason. Um, I thought that would have been very a good move for him. But um, yeah, man, the X. Um, I actually think he was one of the best receivers in the league, better than Calvin Johnson. That's just my opinion. But uh, but yeah, man. Now trying to get Dez Bryant, I was like, okay, what what are he gonna do? Like just a jump ball receiver in the red jump in like the ten yard line? I mean, yeah. what is he gonna do? Big hands in the zone. That's it. You know. Yeah. So you mentioned Juju, and that that's my pick for this one. Really on him, and I understand just kind of like how you said, you know, these guys don't want to go to a different team you know, just signing a one-year deal or whatever. Like, they want to get that big money next year, you know, which cap's going to be going up, that new TV deal. There's going to be some huge-ass deals, like, happening over the next couple years. And I know people don't want to miss that paper. But Juju turned down the Ravens and the Chiefs to stay on the Steelers with Big Ben, who's already, like, showing Claypool way more love than he's showing you right now. Like, I don't understand that. If Juju doesn't have an amazing season this year, he's going to be really mad that he didn't go to a better squad because Steelers aren't winning a Super Bowl this year. And if you get outperformed by Claypool or Deontay Johnson, nobody is paying you any kind of money. <laughs> yes, I, I, I agree, man. Um, I do think what I do think, I think Big Ben, no one is Big Ben last year. I think Juju will have over 100 catches this year, and I do think he will be one of the best slot receivers in the league. So I get that. So I think if he focuses on the slot, he'll be able to get top slot money, and that's what I think he's thinking. So I get that, but I I, I understand what you're saying, too. I'm like, you, we signed him for $8 million, You didn't want to take a bag? I think he over-evaluating himself. I think he thinks he's better than what he actually is. Uh, he turned down a chance to play with uh, the Chiefs, which I don't think the Chiefs are going to be that as great as they've been. You know, lose both your tackles and be better. Um, but he also, I don't know, he's playing like he's got Ward in Cleveland twice a year. He's got Humphrey or, um, why did I just blank out on his name, former Ram cornerback uh, for the on the Ravens. He's got two great corners that he has to play against the Ravens twice a year. You know, and I just can't think of the Bengals shut down corner, number one corner right now either. But hey, that's a rough division. You know, with a lot of pressure coming off the edge and coming at Ben who can't move. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the game game is going to be. I, I don't know if they're going to just change it up for Ben where he's just just short Tom Brady passes. He's typically been a pretty long ball hauler, but last year it wasn't that story. So I don't know. We'll see. The verdict will be out, man. Turn down Eagles too. Yeah. Yep. And I wouldn't really be, you know, wanting to jump ship from the Steelers to the Eagles necessarily. Yeah, I was about to say, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know what Juju was thinking about this. He better have something up his sleeve because he's doing a lot of dancing. He's getting a lot of hype videos going. But his game is not there, what it was after Antonio Brown left. And we could blame the injuries and stuff, but the cream always rises to the top, and he ain't rising right now. Yeah, and KC, too many mouths to feed, just ask Sammy Watkins. I mean, Sammy Watkins is kind of a one-trick pony, though. He I mean, really is. And yep. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need to go deep all the time. He, he really doesn't. <laughs> so I, 
I think a guy like Juju, who's got a couple more, you know, routes in his route tree, would would do a little bit better than Sammy Watkins would. I th- I just don't think they offered him enough money for him to go. I think he won't. I think he won't like fifty million dollars guaranteed or something. And then nobody's. Go- I don't think he's. Go- I don't know if he even get that next year with even the cap being so high. I don't think he'll get that. But in his mind and his agent's mind, that's what he thinks. This year, he may have been one of the best wide receiver free agents, but I don't know how the free agent class is going to look next year. It might be better than it was this year. I agree. I agree. All right. Let me throw it to you, Iggy. Let's talk about the 49ers and the Dolphins. Um, Dolphins have made multiple trades for draft picks. So the Dolphins traded back from number three to number 12 with the 49ers, and then they moved up to number six. Um, what are your thoughts on these moves that are happening that are like dynasty moves, dynasty fantasy moves, and who do you think they moved up to grab? Um, I think the 49ers I think are going after quarterbacks. They've already declared that, right? Uh, and uh, the Dolphins, all the hype is there's supposed to be a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first round. I think the Dolphins have only taken two quarterbacks in the first round, Dan Marino and Tua, maybe one more. Um, so they might be doing that. Um I just kind of think they're going defensive, man. I don't know uh, where it'll be at. Uh, you know, he's a great coach. Flores is a great defensive mind. Uh, they got rid. They let Van Noy go after a big contract. They got a great defensive line over there. They have the best cornerback in the business, and Xavier Howard. Uh, you know, they're. I don't know. If, I don't. You know, I, I think it's going to surprise some people and be defensive, or it could be on the offensive line. They could take the best offensive lineman off the board as well. Uh, I don't think it's quarterback, uh, but I don't know that they have faith in Tua either. And, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if they have somebody on their board and it goes before their pick even because they traded back down for a reason. But if that person goes, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to trade back back again and try to get more picks out of it because they love building through the draft. I agree with that. Yep, I agree with that. Um, I think they I see in the chat right here somebody said Kyle Pitts. I I doubt it. Um, yes, yeah, so he I, I mean I'm I'm okay with that if because he's a great player. I'm I'm about drafting the best player available. But I think it's for Michael Parsons. Um, I think it's somebody like that. Um just to, I don't think it's an offensive line. I think you can it's a lot of uh good offensive lineman that's going to be drafted in the second, third, and fourth round. So I don't think uh, – I forgot the guy name, but I don't think those guys – those two guys that they talking about going top ten, I don't think they is good at – I'm going to move up to get those guys. Um, so I think it's going to be somebody like Michael Parsons or somebody like that. Or if somebody gets left behind, even if it's a quarterback. So we, say Zach Wilson doesn't get taken. Say um, somebody's like that still on the board. They will take a guy like that. But I think it's mostly for a defensive player. Um, I don't think they really trying to get an offensive player at that spot. I think they're trying to get the best defensive player on the board to build to that defense. They already got that secondary ready. I love Byron Jones. You know, he come from my Cowboys. I, I knew when they got him, I said, okay, I see what they're doing. They got Xavier Howard in him, and they got Rashad out at the safety. So I think they're trying to build onto this defense and maybe get Michael Parson in that 3-4 in that with those two linebackers where they're going to be really, really good. Um, I think this is going to be a top three defense going into next year. Attitude. Oh, yeah. And uh, let me see. Michael Parsons, he, is he the one who was the was the quarterback initially? Or am I thinking yeah, about yeah, a different yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Okay. No, I am thinking about someone different. No. Yeah, Michael Parsons is the, the Penn State beast. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that, 
He's a savage. You already know anybody coming out of Penn State. Um, and you want eleven too, like yeah. eleven Lamar Arrington. <laughs> yeah, man. I forget he's a Penn State too. Used to be linebacker. You used to be. Yeah, it, it still is. Sean Lee. A lot of great linebackers come out of there. Yeah, yeah. I may be among the minority, but I I really think that Sanford. I I know they're probably going to get a QB. I just want I want to see some different shit happen. I really think that they're just going to go after Sewell and just snatch up the best uh, O lineman you know in the class and try to get a little bit creative with some other things to get those first round picks back somehow okay. because they they do have some uh, some value there on their line. They got to be able to ch- uh, protect Jimmy G, and I just feel like. The quarterback is probably the obvious move, but I just don't think that everything is going to be the obvious choices this year. I think that this draft is going to be so much more different than anything we've seen in previous drafts. And a lot of it has to do with the QBs, but I really think that they're going to go after Sewell. Um, Miami, though, I think it depends if one of those like top three or four QBs drop to them. I really feel like they're hoping that one of those guys will drop to them, and that's why they were okay with – who knows if they, they were already working both trades at the same time, but it seems like both of those trades happened pretty quick within each other where they dropped down to 12 and then jumped up to six mm-hmm. like within a short span of time. So I think that they thought that they could get one of their QBs that they want with that six pick. That, that's really where I think that they're going to go if one of those guys drops, one of those top four guys. But I think that they're going to go offense. I, I don't know why, but I really feel like they got the defense sewed up. You know, I mean, obviously they lost a guy like Kyle Van Noy. I feel like the Dolphins, they're going to they're gonna zig. when we, <laughs> they're, they're not going to zag. And their, their defense is where they got things sewed up. And I think that if they don't get a QB, they're going to invest into some offensive talent. And I think they may pull the trigger on someone like Pitts if he actually lands there. Because he could – he is a wide receiver. Like if they yeah. – anybody who makes him block would just be stupid. Like I line agree. him up like a wide receiver and let him dominate. I agree with that. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if they go get Pitts um, or a quarterback. Because I feel like if a quarterback that they – like one of the top three guys, like Fields or Zach Wilson, go to them, yeah, I feel like they will pick him up in, immediately. But, uh, uh, you know, yeah, Pitts would be a good pick. I just I just think they need – they could build onto that defense. They could get the best defensive play in the draft uh, right there. I don't. They don't need a corner. Um, so – um, it's no way – I don't think a quarterback's going to – like not the top three guys. If they want to get the guy from North Dakota, yeah, but I wouldn't get him at six, not behind Tua. Um, I would get yeah. – it had to be Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. So Here's a good question. Patrick Sertan Jr., where do we think he goes? I think the Jaguars might be a sneaky play to get him with all their picks in the first round. Yeah, uh, they said talking about my Cowboys picking them up. Oh, so, we need them. so um, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, I just I don't like our coaching, so that's a whole nother story. But yeah, Patrick Sotan, um, he's gonna be the the uh, first corner off the board, and I they thinking about the Cowboys picking them up, and um, I think that's the pick for him. But who knows? Like I said, I mean, this is gonna be a different draft. I agree a hundred percent of what you said. This is gonna be very. It's gonna be a lot of trades. It's going to be a lot of different stuff going on in this draft. 
Yep. And uh, Jonah agreed with you, said that the Cowboys are going to snag Sertan, in my opinion. I just think that the Cowboys outthink themselves, and they're going to go offense like they always do. Like they're, they're going to go offense, even though the defense is really, really bad, like very, very bad. They're going to go offense just because that's what they do, and that's how they're going to make some headlines. You know Cowboys want those headlines? Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, he's running the show. You never know. He's a highlight guy. Yeah. yeah. Lineman, but I think, you know, like I said, I'm from DFW, so I get a lot of Cowboy chatter in my in my messages and on my fees and stuff. And, yeah, that's what they're feeling, too. And it makes logical sense. So we'll see. We shall see. I hope he goes to a good landing spot um, where he can be an IDP, you know, beast. Um, so the Cowboys would be a place where he could go and be an IDP monster, like, right you know, out of the gate because Dallas is going to throw. So whoever they go against is going to be throwing on them a bunch. Um, more, the more passes, the more that he's going to get, he, he would slot in as the top uh, cornerback right, right away. Um, why not fair Chargers? You know, no King, uh, no more Hayward. You think they're going to go lineman though to protect Herbert or what? They got to go lineman. They got you got to protect Herbie. You, you, we seen what happened to Andrew Luck. We seen what happened to Joe Barrow. You can't. You will get fired if you don't protect. At least if you do protect and he get hurt, you okay. If you don't protect him and he get hurt, you fired automatically. <laughs> I, like it. I, I think they're gonna I go some. I think they're gonna go somewhere on the offense. I know that they've been they they got a history of draft. I mean, they drafted Kenneth Murray. You know, last year in the first round, they even jumped up to draft him over Patrick Queen. Um, super shocked to me. But uh, they, they've been missing. Better than Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> they've been missing a lot. I, 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 Sertan wouldn't be a miss if he if he dropped to them, you know, if, if the Cowboys did pass on him. But I, I just feel like they, they better go linemen or they're probably just going to go offense. They, they need to get Herbert some weapons too. Because he's got a lot of no-namers over there besides Keenan Allen. That's true. All right. Let's do this Puff Puff Pass edition. We'll do it. Uh, this is for fantasy football purposes. So you're Puff Puffing if uh, this is someone that you want for fantasy um, this year. Uh, obviously, you know, value and everything. But we're just talking about if it's someone that you're going to be targeting, you know, somewhat. Or if you're just going to pass on them, you're just avoiding them, you don't want them at all. Kenny Galladay for the Giants. Iggy, you first. Uh, you know, anything before like eight pass. What about you, Terry? Um, I'm passing on Kenny. Uh, he's a great jump bar receiver, but I'm not picking him up. Or if he falls to me like later, in the later in the draft, then I might pick him up. But I'm not a big Kenny Galladay fan as far as being a number one. I'm passing on him as well. It sucks. Um, I, I'm in two dynasty startups right now, and I drafted Kenny Galladay in both of them. One of them was in like the seventh round. Another one was in like the 10th or 11th round. So I did get good value, but it was before he went to the Giants. So after he went to the Giants, it just kind of broke my heart a little bit, and I'm mad that I wasted the uh, draft pick. And hopefully it wasn't a waste, but I'm passing on that grass. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Terry, back to you. Will Fuller to Miami. I love him. A lot of people don't. I'm I speed kills. 
and he's going to help Tua tremendously. Um, so I'm taking him. Even though he might get hurt, I still have – I draft good enough with my receivers where I can replace him when he's get hurt. But I'm taking – I love Will Fuller this year going to Miami. Iggy, puffing or passing? I'm puffing, man, and real quick, just because I don't know if he's starting suspended, but that's a little hack. That's I guess I gave you guys two codes. Like if you can pick somebody up that's suspended and put them on your IR, and you can just pick up a free agent right behind that. Um, you know, it's just uh, <laughs> what's up, Jordan? And it's you know, it's, I think I would take him. I, I was already a fan. If you're in a big play league, he's gonna catch some bombs, and uh, yep. you can he'll he'll win he'll win you some weeks. Uh, and if you can afford to sit on him, I typically wait on wide receivers anyway. Do it to it. So I'm puffing on Will Fuller. I've always been high on Will Fuller, especially last year. And it's always just about where you're going to be able to get him. So that that's mainly the reason why. I just feel like he's a guy you're going to be able to draft in like double digit rounds, more than likely. And you just can't you can't pass on the value. And when he plays, obviously he's not playing with Watson. But I feel like he proved last year that he's got more routes in the tree than just the nine. And he can do a lot, and he can do a lot in the short game and the long game. And I, I feel like I, I'm taking – I'm puffing on the uh, the value. That's for sure. So we already talked about this earlier, but uh, <laughs> you guys puffing or passing on Juju? <laughs> I'm puffing on Juju um, when because he, he's not going to go early. So when I do like try around like <laughs> seventh round or something like that, I'm picking up Juju and I'm gonna have a top on um, because I play in three receiver league. So with Juju being a, a slot receiver or a flex play for me, I think he's gonna be really good. He's gonna especially in the PPR league where he's getting ten targets a game. Big Ben is not gonna be throwing the ball that deep to Claypool other than the jump balls. Uh, so Juju will be a, the focus point. They don't have a great tight end. Eric Ebron is good, but he's not a focal point. So I think Juju will have uh, probably elite targets this year. Yeah, you said you, you think that he might flirt with 100 receptions, right? Yes, I do. All right. There we go. And Jono said never taking Juju again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what You puffing or passing on Juju, Iggy? I'm, uh, I'm puffing on him, man. He's a big target. People don't realize how big he is. He's still super young. What is he, 23? Uh, you know, he's really young still. Um, he's a big target in the red zone for Big Ben. I like Ebron too. You know, I, I had Ebron. I rocked with him. Somebody usually gets uh, Juju before I'm willing to take him, but uh, I'm puffing on him for sure. Juju's 24. He's going to turn 25 this year. So, yeah, in wide, wide receiver years, he's got a lot of years to go. I'm passing. Fuck Juju. I said it. I don't want him on my team anymore. Like uh, I've been burned one too many times. Um, that I I don't want him. I'm not going to deal with the headache and a lot of. I'm just out on the Steelers' offense in general this year. I'm really trying to avoid their entire offense. Big Ben looks old. He looks broken. I don't. I don't imagine him coming back and just starting to sling it. I, I'm out on the Steelers. I'm out on Juju. I don't want him. I'm probably going to end up drafting him for the value, you know, just, just in one league, but no, I'm going to say it right now. Fuck Juju. I don't want him pass. <laughs> hey, who's, who's replacing Pouncey? Do you know? Jordan, I know. I don't, I'm not a big Steeler. I don't follow Steelers that much, but that's a big deal. Losing your, your center from over a decade. You don't, Jordan, I don't know. You, you still in here? And Jordan said, give me Juju. Who's replacing Pouncey? They're going to be, I mean, 
I don't know if there is a replacing Pouncey. He's been yeah. so damn solid. Uh, yeah, Jordan said Thanks no. For Herbert, yeah. Luckily, yeah, I don't, you know, that's that's a big deal. <laughs> that's I mean, a last big, year big deal. When he overhyped Big Ben, for the, the start of the game, you know, that's I feel like that's why he retired, man. You maybe that's me nitpicking, but he couldn't take that. He you hyped. I mean, you y'all started off bad against the um the Browns. So when you over when you overthrew Big Ben and he had to run back with his knees being sore, like that cost out y'all the game, I felt like. So I just feel like uh Pouncey was like it's time to give it up. But yeah, it's gonna be a hard replacement, but they can find somebody, man. Um this is gonna be a whole different offense this year. It's gonna be a lot of quick game. Gotta be. I, I don't know why that why Ben wants to do the same style of you know, let, let me figure out how to get eight eight seconds, you know, before I gotta <laughs> throw the ball. Uh, when you can't move like you used to be able to. He was never fleet of foot, but he's just a big ass dude who can take those uh, you know, that beating. But you're 40, man. You gotta you gotta chill out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. Iggy, you puffing or passing on Watkins to the Ravens. Um that's a hard one for me, honestly, but I got to pass. Uh, I love I love Lamar. I, I have a lot of faith in Lamar. I always will. Uh, but I don't know if that translates to me having a lot of faith in Sammy. Unless you can, like, let him be disappointed, let him be the, you know, the lizard king that he is, get all cold-blooded, have a hot week, let him burn him after a couple weeks and trade him for somebody you plan on dropping. You know, other than that, I'm, I'm passing. I'm passing on him. I might get him off the waiver wire week 11. I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it's not Watkins. I know he hasn't aged well. He's not doing as good as D Hop is. They came from the same school at the same time with Clemson. But um, no, I don't. I don't want Watkins. Um, I don't want any receiver in this offense currently right now, other than Marquise Brown later in the draft. So yeah, I'm passing. Ah, uh, no, Marquise Brown. No, no. This is this is uh the song that I play every time that uh, Marquise Brown's name gets brought up. He's not Hollywood. I told people that if you called him Hollywood Brown on my live streams, I'm not going to answer your question. He's <laughs> He's B-list at best. <laughs> but yeah, no Marquise. I'm out. I was so high on him. Um, yeah, just take that right in the face. All right. I love talking movies, so that's what we're going to talk about to kind of finish this up while we uh, while we respark up and get everything uh, going. And don't forget, if uh, there's anybody new in here, make sure you go follow on YouTube, Fantasy Football Hustler. Make sure you follow everybody in the room here. Um, Terry, where can everybody find you at again? Fantasy Good Sports, the same thing you see on the screen, guys. Follow me at all uh, uh, media sites, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, Fantasy Good Sports. And Iggy, where can everybody find you at? Same as the name as well for Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. And then, like I said, uh, the website, www.iggysdeepdive.com, man. Go check it out. All kinds of good stuff on it. There we go. Okay. 420 movies. Who wants to go first? Um, just favorite movie and why? Um, I'll go first. Um, I like all the well, the first two Fridays. Yeah, uh, the, the first two was gas to me, man. This is one of the funniest movies. Um, it was a lot of good 420 movies, but Friday with it, it, it was it was the one, man. So I like Friday, the first one and the second one. Man, ain't nothing wrong with smoking weed. Weed is from the earth. 
God put this here for me and you. Take advantage, man. Smokey. Yeah. Love him. I love him. So who was hey, I didn't like Mike Epps, you know, at, at first. Just cause well, hold on, just hear me out. Okay. Just because okay. I was like, but Smokey, like, why is he not in this second one? Okay. You know? okay. And Mike Epps is just a different type of humor. And uh, it's, it takes a little bit more to grow on you. But <laughs> the shit is just so funny in that just uh, that whole scene in the beginning when Craig actually first gets there <laughs> to the house and all the drama that happens. And even the random shit on how he's like fucking up, putting on his pants. And <laughs> Craig's just like calling him out. And he's like, don't worry about the fuck I'm doing, man. <laughs> oh, God, he's hilarious, man. He, hey, the cut behind Smokey, man, That's that was good, bro. You couldn't – who – that was, that was a lot to meet up to. You know what I'm saying? So him coming behind Smokey, I thought he did a pretty good job. At first, I was just like, yo, I was like, who is this? Who is this guy? Why did they do that? But then once I got the story and I learned that he didn't want to come back and do any more movies, I thought that Ice Cube did a good job hiring Mike Epps. Right. Yeah. The behind the scenes stories is kind of crazy because uh, not that, I mean, I don't know. According to everybody, Ice Cube didn't want to pay nobody. Um like, uh, like, I think Big Worm was the biggest one who was complaining about not getting money. And then when you look back at it, he's only in like three scenes of the movie, even though his character is so notorious. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. Love love the movies. Love the trilogy. We'll see if, uh, I mean, third one, eh, it's all right. But um, we'll see if they ever put that last one together. It, it could happen. I, I hope it can happen. Yep. All right, Iggy. What about um, you? Probably going to go with Half Baked. Definitely seen that the most, man. You know, I had it on VHS. Used to go to bed to it a lot. Smoke a bowl, sneak it, blow it out the windows. No, nobody smell me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a uh, that's probably my go-to, I guess. Um, I don't know. Um, try, you know, I've definitely watched Cheech and Chong a lot. It seems kind of slow, but there's some funny scenes in it. Um, uh, but yeah, half baked. I just love all the characters. I can kind of quote that whole movie, especially once it gets rolling. And uh, just you know, hit me at the right time. I just started smoking weed. I thought pounds cost like tens and thousands of dollars. <laughs> you know, and I was like, how much is just like you know whatever we need to smoke? <laughs> oh, let me go show you. It's nothing. Oh, okay. Well, you know, after that, it just turned me on. But you know what's funny is if you think about it, that's really how much weed would cost if it was that high a grade out in New York. Because we're talking about, <laughs> like, California, like, medical grade shit. Like, that was the shit that he got from that doctor's <laughs> office. You know, the shit that we're smoking That's the shit that we're smoking on. And, like, that's the stuff that in California is, like, four to $5,000 a pound. So if you're talking about taking it all the way, that, that's why there's so much sour diesel in uh, in New York because yeah. that's like the cheap shit to like send across. Like if they were actually like getting like the high quality shit, they would be paying like $10,000 and they would still be making a bunch of money like flipping it for whatever they did because you ain't getting nothing like that in New York, not on the regular. You got to go to the bodega, man. I run a bodega. That's what I do. There we go. <laughs> Chappelle's legit the funniest comedian. Chappelle's stand-ups, I fucking love them. Like, Half-Baked, love that. That came out in, what, like, 98? I was only 12 when it came out, so I didn't, I mean, 
it, it took me a few years to uh, to understand like every single joke in there. Not smoking weed at twelve years old yet, but those uh, those stand ups that he did though the um, the uh, fuck I can't even remember what the first one was called, um, but the second one was the one at Fillmore. Uh, the one where he was talking about the purple drink. Like, yeah, Chappelle's shit is fucking notorious. Yeah. I actually didn't think he was funny in the beginning, man. It took me, I'm very, when it comes to like comedy, I'm very Pacific. I'll be, sometimes I look at comedy, I'm like, what's funny? What's, why everybody laughing? But as I started like watching Chappelle, because I, the first time I seen Chappelle was in Blue Street, guys. Y'all remember that? Blue Street? And he yeah. Was like, ah, ah, ah. I like all that. Like I was like, I don't. Okay, he okay. Martin is the man. But then as I started watching him, you right, man. His standards was tremendous, bro. So yeah, Chappelle did he? I, I like Bernie Mac because I'm a little bit more old school as far as the funniest uh, comedian that I've listened to. But yeah, um, Chappelle is great, man. He's a great comedian. I love his uh, standups. Bernie oh, Mac, I, mean, I love Eddie Griffin, Richard Pryor, and uh, that like you know um, George Carlin. And yeah. I watched a lot of that stuff when I was too young with my grandmother, man. We watched it together. <laughs> yeah, very old school. Eddie Griffin's really funny to me. A lot of people don't like him, you know, but I think he's pretty hilarious, too, especially back he in the is. gap. I remember Martin and Living Color. Dude, there's a lot of good stuff back in the day. Eddie Griffin's funny. I like him in uh, in New School. That's one of the uh, <laughs> the funny movies that he's in with uh, – with, um, with the real skinny, with the with the skinny guy, the skinny white guy from uh, Hustle and Flow. Oh, the DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His movies, I don't know. It's, I just love his stand up. I think he's, he brings it real. You know, sometimes he brings it so really shaking up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here you go, Nutty <laughs> Professor. Two people shouting out Nutty Professor. You guys remember Dave Chappelle and the Nutty Professor? Oh, yeah. At the comedy He's a club, comedian. Yes, <laughs> yes, I remember that. I had forgot about that. Yeah, clowning on everybody. That that shit was yes. hilarious. And um, yeah, at the time when I first saw that, I know who the hell he was. So it's funny going back and looking. And that I I don't remember him being in a movie earlier than that. I remember, yeah, I didn't yeah. Like, yeah. yeah well, he didn't want to wear a dress, Robert. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, and in tights. Wow, yeah, that was a random ass movie for sure. There you go, Wink and Willie. Follow you on Spotify, Iggy. Thank you, Wink and Willie. Four twenty. Appreciate that, bro, bro. I'll hit you right back. So Jono threw out how high. This was one that in the beginning it didn't uh, it didn't resonate with me. It took me watching it a few times. Maybe the first couple times. Maybe it was just dumbasses who were like telling me to watch it. That's probably what it was more than anything. Just me being influenced by whoever told me to watch it. But uh, it, it grew on me a little bit. So how high? Um, I like that one. Got blunt. Got weed. <laughs> Classic stuff. Yes. My cologne. For me, um, I'll shout. I mean, you shouted out uh, Iggy the uh, the Cheech and Chong's. Um, I, I like the Cheech and Chong's next movie more than any of those. It's got so many little random parts that are funny as fuck, and even Chong like just smoking, like him taking his huge ass fucking hit out of his pipe, and it's like the biggest hit ever. And he's coughing and he's like dying, and then he just like catches his breath really quick. Light, lights it back up, goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> He's a savage. 
And um, yeah. he's playing the guitar. That's probably like one of the funniest parts where he's just like jamming the fuck out with his guitar. And it's so loud that like Cheech can't even walk into the house, you know, because of the sound like that. That's just one of the funnier scenes. And uh, <laughs> Cheech is like deaf trying to yell at him. And then Chong is like deaf because he's just been rocking out with this like blaring. Uh, yeah. Next movie. Special place in my heart. That's for sure. But the movie that I was that about to go ahead. Go ahead. Is that where Burt Reynolds and uh and uh what's uh the, they think they're Burt Reynolds and the other lady in there in Europe? Is that that movie? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> um, I believe that one is Nice Dreams, which I which I also mm-hmm. like. That shit's funny mm-hmm. as fuck too. But um, yeah. that that's the one where. Uh, oh wait, no, 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 Burt Reynolds. I think that was number four actually, where they where they let him into Dolly the. Uh, they think they're Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. There's so, a lot yeah, of they, in there. It's pretty funny. Yeah, they go they go to Europe and uh, yeah, they get into someone else's limousine and they think that they, they, it's Burt Reynolds. <laughs> so ridiculous! No, it, it's the one that it's the one that um, Pee Wee Herman is in, where he's doing oh, like yeah. stand stand. He first he works at the hotel, and they're like punking him at the hotel, and then they go to like the Laugh Factory or something, and he's like doing stand up com- stand up comedy, and That's they're right. like. They're clowning him up there, and he's like, "Oh, you're so good. Why don't you get up here and do good?" And uh, and Chong goes up there and tells his stupid ass joke that everybody fucking loves. Um, <laughs> it's like, let me show you. <laughs> do you guys remember that joke? Like uh, Cheech, he um, he was like, "Let me show you how to turn this. Uh, let me show you how to turn this cup into a piece of fruit." And he takes the cup and he like wraps it up into a napkin, does all this goofy stuff. And he like puts it over his dick, and he's like, "Ain't that a peach?" <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I remember that one. Yeah, they go to the crazy house, and they do yeah. all the coke under the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they go and they I go to the. Uh, it was all just like, you know, I can't. Yeah, the bathhouse, uh, man, that that was wild. Where they're walking on the guy who's getting dominated, or like dread like a chick, like <laughs> balking like a chicken or something. I can't even remember. It was something <laughs> wild. <laughs> and Bobby blew it. So here it goes. But the one uh, roundabout, my answer, Pineapple Express. Um, I love half baked. I got to shout out Pineapple Express. That that one. I guess it was, it was the time when uh, I was living my 420 life at the heaviest. So a lot of stuff just resonated with me a little bit more than uh, a lot of people, a lot of those scenes, which we'll talk about a little later. And uh, yeah, <laughs> just in chase, I thought hurricane season was over. <laughs> those, stupid, <laughs> those stupid ass lines. Um, still one. I love James Franco. I, I love him. And like when, uh, when Seth Rogen comes in and he's like, after seeing the guy get shot, he like throws up on the printer. He's like, Oh man, he threw up on my printer. I think it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking random, man. Love those guys. Oh shit. High school. Um, I think I saw that one. I think I might've turned it off a little bit. Um, you guys, you guys seen that one? Is that the Snoop Dogg one? Mm, I don't think is that ain't the one with Will Ferrell, right? Which which one is that, Jono? I I don't even remember. Is that the one? Uh, yeah, you just tell me which one is that one. Oh yeah, did you throw up on my printer? Yeah, chicken fingers. <laughs> so ridiculous. 
All right. Who's your favorite 420 character from any movie? And uh, Terry, you first. Pinky from Friday. Yeah. Man, that was the, I don't care what nobody say. That shit is so funny, bruh, bruh. He's like, make another move. Make another move. And then he moves. Like, no, I tell you not to move. Like it was, it like it, it was hilarious, brother. Um, I thought that was one of the best parts of the uh, Fridays of both Fridays. Um, when him and Craig is in the um the CD store. So yeah, that I, Pinky man, Pinky like he come up in a pink car, driving crazy. The, the, his driver's driving crazy, bro. Wanging. I, yeah, <laughs> I like Pinky, and especially fun. like knowing later he's just like bitch ass Chauncey. You know, from uh, Menace to Society. Can't say the yeah. real words. We don't want to offend anybody here. But yeah. uh, that shit makes it even funnier. And how badass he was. And then as soon as the gun gets turned on him, he's like, won't even listen. The combination to the safe is woo, 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 woo. <laughs> don't kill me, young blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Fucking pinky. Y'all <laughs> love it. Fucking pinky. <laughs> oh, here we go. So high school, it's the old valedictorian kid uh, who gets the stoner kid to help him bake brownies for the whole school during the bake sale. I don't fucking remember that. I've never seen that. Either. Is it on Netflix? Netflix? Where where can we see this? I'm gonna have to go watch it. Oh, all right. I see one in the comments, but we'll let Iggy go first. Uh, favorite character, man. Uh, just to change it up, in the movie Waiting, there's those two kids that are always getting fucking stoned in the walk-in and shit. Uh, that's definitely me. <laughs> and um, uh, so Do you I know who those are? Do you remember who they are? I can't think. I'm so my god. That's the thing about movies. Like I don't really remember them until I'm watching them again. You know. Um, but um, I definitely Andy, remember their part. It's Andy Milanakis and Riff Raff. Okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Riff Raff, man, now I remember that. Yeah, dude, you know, just, you know, I don't, they're not like, I, I you know, I don't know if that, that's just the relatability for me for that whole movie, but it's like I'm all those characters kind of wrapped up in one in some ways, having to deal with the fucking service industry a lot of my life. But um, those guys, you know, because I'm always getting busted, but, you know, they like can't let do anything. They're like, well, fuck. You work better than anybody's these other people, so you got to get back in there. <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so uh, just, you know, just for that standpoint, you throw something different. You know, when you ask that question, that's what I really thought of. Hell yeah. Every job I ever worked, I was always the guy that if you didn't see me, I was smoking weed somewhere. Literally <laughs> yeah. every job that I ever fucking worked. So <laughs> whoever yeah, snuck I, off with you is now high too. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. It, it, it got so bad for me at work. If I wasn't high, they'd be like, What's wrong with you, Terry? Yeah. So it, it went back in the day, man, I was because I was smoke waking and baking. And I if I didn't bake, they'd be like, What's wrong with your eyes, Terry? I'm like, I'm sober. That's what's wrong with my eyes. Yeah, this is me sober. <laughs> I remember at one uh, when I worked at Vaughn's, like back in the day, or Safeway, wherever you guys are, if you might not know what the fuck Vaughn's is. Um, I, the night manager, he was like my age at the time. I think I was like 21 or 22 when I worked there. And every single day from the interview to every time that I ever saw you, I was high. So that that look never changed. Whatever was on my face that you saw, that, that was just me. That's what it was. And 
I was walking to the back with the manager. I don't even remember what we were talking about. The manager knows that I smoke weed and he doesn't give a fuck. Like we're the same. <laughs> and we were walking by the deli and um, the one, one of the dudes I was working the deli was high as fuck. Like you could just see, like he was zooted and booted. I loved it. I was, I could respect it. And uh, the manager came by and like, while I'm walking with him and he called him out on it, like low, he didn't like put him on blast or anything. But he was like, what's up, man? You like went and smoked like right before you got here. Like what's going on? And he was like, how come you giving me shit? Like he smokes like all the time. And he was like, <laughs> I, he was like, you look different today. He was like, he, Alex looks the same every time that I've ever seen him. <laughs> so I got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it was, man. <laughs> and uh, so here, here's a good one from Wink and Willie Slater from Dazed and Confused. Oh, how to that. that movie? That's my hometown. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Slater is the man. <clears throat> I still oh. love that uh, that scene uh, when he goes up. What's the kid's name? Wiley or whatever. You cool, man? He's like, like, like how? how? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so funny. It's like that in Texas, man. You got to go sneak away and, like, you know, it's like, you all right? <laughs> you going to come close? <laughs> Hell yeah. So <clears throat> let's see. 420 character. I'm trying to think of someone a little different um, than the norm. I didn't think about this before and I should have. But, um, I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say Scarface from hey. Half Baked. He was fucking funny, like his humor and like just the way that he quit his job, you know, and talk <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out, and then like throws that like brick ass burger at somebody, like <laughs> <laughs> Half baked was funny as hell, man. You know, I watched that movie um sober the first two times. I'm like, this shit is stupid. And then I finally got like high and watched the movie, and my stomach was hurting after watching the movie. And I so and that part right there when he did that, man, that shit was hilarious, bro. So I gotta, yeah, you you right about that, bro. That it, it was when he so he's like, yeah, you fuck you. Like that's kind of like you. I'm like I get that. That's what I would like to. Do. That's how I would like to go out on a job, right? I think we all would like to go out on a job like that. Hell yeah. What's he say? That's a mad titty, bro. Right? <laughs> and like, even when like. Um, even when he's been like captured and he's like, I'm gonna take your little Mexican friend here and I'm gonna kill him. And he's like, I'm Cuban B. <laughs> didn't care about being killed, just didn't want to be classified as being Mexican. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Yeah, that was hilarious. Classic shit. Classic shit. Oh yeah! Oh, here you go, another one. Why you gotta be saying that? Yeah, why you gotta be making me infer feel inferior? Cause I'm up on the grill, b. Instead <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of right a behind. bitch right behind you. <laughs> kill a <Hell> kill. <laughs> Man, that whole Brian story is fucking ridiculous. You guys smoke entirely too much weed. <laughs> Super Troopers is a good one. I told you my memory's not there. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Uh, all those guys and the the Judge Dread move. Um, uh, Judge Dread or Club Dread. I think that's another one that those awesome. guys made. That hostile or whatever that other one is too. Yeah, 
They have a few good, great movies. Euro Trip. What about Euro Trip, guys? Oh, yeah. I've never, I've never seen that. You know, I never have because I always really? thought it was like a road oh, trip a- knockoff. And that's when I was like a little bit uh, like, you know, I'm going to stick on this side, fuck that side of whatever it was. And Euro Trip just seemed like it was on the opposite side of the fence from Road well, Trip. See, I even forgot about Road Trip, to be honest with you. But, you know, when you said that, I remembered it too, you know, but definitely like a Euro Trip. Uh, it's a good one too. It's, you know, there's great movies out there. Like I said, I got to see them. I forget about all of them. There's only a few that stick out in my mind. Yeah, I just thought Harry the Spy was sexy in that movie. <laughs> nice. Yes, that's why we need people throwing uh, names in the chat so we can talk about this stuff because I'm pretty high. So if you guys throw out other things, it makes me think of stuff like uh, like Beer Fest. That shit was ridiculous. Uh, you know, another Super Troopers. I, w- I wish they would have done the Weed Fest. Those guys are pussies for not doing it. They like teased it and everything and they didn't do it. <laughs> They could still do it. Yeah, was it you still had to you still had to make a movie about kind of busting weed, you know, in the nineties when they made super troopers. It couldn't just be full off right, you know, it's like you know, it's different. I guess that's early two thousands, actually. So Yep. Classic stuff. All right. We've already talked about a couple random scenes. So what, what's your favorite scene from a 420 film? And it doesn't even matter what the scene is, but something that we're going to talk about that'll probably make us all laugh right now while we're smoking weed. Iggy, you first. Well, I thought of two, man. I thought of Smokey taking a shit and telling Ezel to watch out. Because <laughs> we've been talking about Friday a lot. <laughs> and then I... Uh, um, I also just thought about the opening scene of Cheech and Chong and meeting Chong and his dad's uh, just ripping him a new asshole. He's like, I got a friend that picks strawberries. He's like, you can go over there and pick strawberries like the damn Mexicans. He's like, work your way up to these damn bananas you like so damn He's like, when, boy? When are you going to get your damn act together? And he just walks by after a smoothie, you know, you know, healthy and fucking gives him the bird and. Goes in his V-dub all banged up to shit. <laughs> Searching, or I don't know what he was doing. He had that big joint and ran into Chong after that, or Cheech after that. So, but uh, I just relate to that. People having a lot of expectations for me and me, me not meeting them. But, you know, <laughs> whoever that may be. Look at me now. <laughs> and the bug had the Rolls Royce grill on it. Like yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The Rolls Royce on the Vita, bro. And then it's like, up and smoke. <laughs> That's just a classic opening scene for sure. But definitely, you know, I laugh so hard. I remember that scene so much on Friday. Like, that's the scene that sticks out the most in my mind. Uh, besides, you know, the fight at the end. And um, but I just thought that because, you know, I've had to do that before. Not necessarily in that way and say, but like, I had to stop the car. I was like, we don't go right now. It's going to be bad. <laughs> I was like, you got to pull over. And it's so embarrassing. <laughs> and that's, you know, that moment. But I just thought that shit was so funny, man. You know? And it is funny. The only reason that they met was because Chong dressed up like a woman and needed to hitchhike. And uh, Cheech was trying to get him some like he always is. And uh, <laughs> he was so disappointed right away. You in the chick, man. It's like, I know, but nobody will pick me up. <laughs> and then pulls out the joint. Um, and uh, 
he was he was like reaching for it and reaching for it. He's like, oh wait, no, that's my dick, and uh, pulls it out, and it's all like straggly and everything. And <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wait, is that a toothpick? And he's like, it is a toothpick. And then he's like, yeah. then Chong pulls out the real deal, Holy Field, <laughs> one of those freaking joints that's like this long and like that fat around that some of us only uh, could could hope to smoke on one day. What <laughs> um, one cool story, really quick, before we get into your uh, j- just a, a time that I smoked a big like chong like joint like that, or really it was a blunt. It was called the Godzilla blunt, and we it was an ounce that was in it, and smoked it on stage with Devin the dude. Uh, there was a time when I met Devin the dude, and he didn't know anybody in San Diego who uh, who had the the super bomb weed, and so he met me. And I got him a little bit um, the day after his show. And that was like me meeting him. And then the next time that he came into town, I was like hit up like days, you know, days before the show and stuff, like make sure you got everything ready and things like that. And um, as soon as like Devin got off the plane and went to the hotel, we went and met up with them. We had five packs of Swishers. uh, And there was five of us in the room. (laughs) Each one of us rolled up five blunts. And we all smoked and passed around all 25 of those blunts. And that was literally just the first first smoke session of that day because it was the day of his concert. He uh, he called me and my homies out on stage. It was me and two friends. Um, we go. He was like, uh, show some love to my San Diego partners. And uh, he didn't have anybody in the Coffee Brothers there with him that show. It was weird where it was just like him and like his cousin who was like his manager and like stuff like that. And it was so dope. I came out on stage and um, I had like a blunt in each ear, like a pocket full of like blunts. And I like held up my blunt in the air and the whole crowd went nuts. And uh, can't lie, I felt like I made it. It, uh, <laughs> it felt really wild. And um, we sparked up the huge blunt. Devin would not accept weed from anyone except for me and my two friends because he knew that we had like really good weed. And he's like, man, I can't have nobody like passing me no bullshit and fucking up my high like uh, mid concert. And um, it, it was fucking it was really dope. Like in the middle of the concert, he was like, yo, 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 I can't continue the concert until I get that Godzilla blunt at. Where's that big ass blunt at? And uh, <laughs> had to get the big blunt. And um, you see a picture. I'm, it's on my Facebook page. I'll reshare it on on uh, social media. The blunt that he's smoking, it looks so big. It looks like he's talking into the mic. But when you look <laughs> closer, you can see that it's just a fat-ass blunt <laughs> <laughs> that he's smoking. <laughs> That's so no more, uh, no more uh, uh, roaches in the doobie ashtray, man. No worries. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm. 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 From what I saw from Devin, he will never have a roach anywhere in his vicinity because he loves to smoke it and then just pass it off to someone and keep the session rolling and just get high <laughs> as fuck. So that's one thing that was cool about him. Um, we were like backstage um, before the show and everything. He was the headliner, and they set us up with a nice little table, and we had like a blunt rolling like assembly line. And, like, he made a big announcement. He was like, you see these three guys right here. Do not touch them. Do not fuck with them. Like, do just avoid them altogether. Leave them alone. And uh, <laughs> we literally just rolled blunts, like, like to, to put in our pocket for the show so we could have so many blunts just for his set. 
And uh, it, it was fucking wild. It, it was ridiculous, to say the least. Like, craziest day of my life, probably. <laughs> That's sick, man. Yeah. All right. All right, Terry, let's hear one of your favorite scenes from any 420 movie. Um, I don't know. I hope y'all will consider this a 420 movie. Uh, the Shafters. Y'all seen The Shafters? Yep. Um, maybe that's not like more comedy, but I remember the part when um the guys um they was smoking in the at the party and Max um he like he came in um it was more the part when he came in, he was like, Hey Max Dunham. And I'm like, okay, this movie is gas, and this guy's the whole they smoking weed and making money the whole time. So I'm like, this shit is dope. This is a dope movie. I was usually watching uh like criminal movies and shit like that. I wasn't even really into that, but I'm like, this shit is dope. But just the part where Max was like was smoke, smoke weed, and then they would come out and they would rob a guy and take his money and shit. And like, hey guys, this is what we do. This is the life we come through. So I just want to switch up a little bit. That was one of my favorite movies where I know the guys were just smoking and shit and living life and getting money. So yeah, I like the shoppers. Hell yeah. And Wink and Willie throwing out some uh, some 420 um, comments from Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Martha Washington smoked mad weed. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's like weighing it out. They're like, put that away. He's like. <laughs> no, dude. And, and another one I thought of is it just blow whenever everything's going good. If you watch that movie ever, like, you know, everything's good when they're smoking weed. That's how they made it. He's like going to Acapulco, you know, fucking hanging out on the Pacific. Everything's good. Got him a good wife, you know, and then, you know, unfortunately she's all rest in peace, whoever she is. You know? um, but like, then they get into cocaine and everything just kind of just goes downhill yeah. from that point. Yeah. You know? yeah, when they're yeah. Smoking weed, they're just happy and life's at its pinnacle moment. Uh, I was like, yep. Yeah. It's like that's when the movie has got. <laughs> that's it, you know. But yeah, that's kind of cool. Like I don't know, I've, you know, I'm like going from I guess one coast to another and being the guy that sells weed there, and that's who you go hit up, and you know they're just you know they're just living it up and meeting to connect and doing all that. You know, it's a yeah. experience in life. But you know, I, I also thought of that movie all of a sudden. So yeah. So yeah, that was just a random thought of a movie. That's why I said it's about the shot I'm like, yeah, that shit was just cool as hell, man. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was a great movie. They guys smoking and robbing guys and like, yeah, doing and I'm like, damn, y'all just shooting guys in the back of the head and robbing them. Like, what the fuck? This is the lifestyle that y'all living. So I thought that shit was was a crazy movie and, and they living life to the fullest of smoking, getting high, man. And what is I, it? How do you spell how do you spell it? Shotas? Yeah. It's uh, S-H-O-T-T-A-S. I haven't seen that movie. You haven't seen that? Nope, I have I not. Mean, what about you, Iggy? You ain't seen Shoppers? Uh-uh, I have not. Oh, trust me, watch that. That shit is, 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 is I, dope, guys. I just Googled it right now, and it's free on Pluto. So I'm going to throw that on after we, uh, after we get off here. Get it in the background while I'm doing stuff. Uh, there we go. Justin, how high? Study high? <laughs> Take the test high? Get high scores. Right. Dude, I, I got to say, though, if I saw a ghost and I was getting high a lot, I don't think I could be with it. That would ruin my trip. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to not see ghosts, man. But <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the things that lost me initially. Just got a little bit too off the rails with how high, but 
Gotta love the humor in it. That's for sure. Still, one of my favorite scenes to this day, and I got to shout it out from Pineapple Express, is the, the scene when James Franco is selling Seth Rogen the weed. And I know he's not really selling it, you know, necessarily, you know, because Seth Rogen, he goes there to buy the weed, obviously. But um, as someone who, you know, almost seems like in a previous lifetime, you know, at this point, who was the the James Franco, you know, of my city, you know, so to speak, or area of town, whatever the fuck. I just feel like it's so funny, like this entire story of like what Pineapple Express is and the whole extra, you know, it's like if if this Northern Lights crossed with this one, like met this, you know, Big Bud crossed with this one and they met and fucked and then those babies met and fucked <laughs> and all this crazy ass shit. And he was like, it's only 10 extra bucks for a quarter. It was literally all that entire story was to make 10 extra dollars on the bag of weed. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, I remember that part. So fucking funny. So fucking that funny. <laughs> Best explanation of like a strain of weed ever. <laughs> but I've you got to be strawberry yeah. fields. Hell yeah. I'm going to switch it up right now to another strain. Let me see. I got a couple other ones. Yeah, I'm going to go with that dosey doze. I'm going to uh, smoke on some of the Girl Scout cookies. So, um, Terry, if you've never heard of the Girl Scout cookies, so obviously, you know, the, the, the real Girl Scout cookies just it turned into like flavors of weed. Like, so like the dosey dose, that's what I'm smoking on right now. You know, the original girl scout cookies, um, was one strain. I, I can't remember the big cross of it, but they started crossing all these different flavors and they started calling it different flavors of girl scout cookies. Okay. And it's, it's all fire shit, like all fire weed. Uh, one time when I was, uh, working with a delivery, um, the Girl Scout cookies were still like brand, brand new and okay. not a lot of people knew about it just yet. And um, I made a delivery and I was like, oh, and there's some Girl Scout cookies in the bag. You are gonna fucking love it. And uh, the lady, she's a little bit older. She was like in her 40s. I was like back in my early 20s and stuff. And she was like, hey, you said there was Girl Scout cookies in the bag. Like, where are they? I'm trying to eat them right now. <laughs> and I was like, my bad. You got a little bit confused. Um, the Girl Scout cookies is a strain of weed that mm. you're gonna fucking love, and go smoke that, and then um, hit me back up after that. <laughs> Damn, so yeah. fun. So that's what I'm smoking on right now. But yeah, that that scene it, it hits me a little bit different because I was James Franco at one point, and it felt like there was some people that you literally had to come up with the craziest off the wall explanation of like <laughs> Cat Williams, you know, how much better this shit is than yeah, the this last shit right here. This shit right here. <laughs> that shit hit me really hard. The Cat Williams yeah. shit when that came out. Cause that was me always like, no, that shit you got last week. Like, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. Like, wait till you smoke this, this shit right here. <laughs> this shit right here is called dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that shit don't even sound attractive. Like, can you not go get this and die right now? <laughs> you know, we didn't mention Cat, man. What y'all think? Who? So you think Cat funnier than uh, Dave Chappelle? What you think? Oh, it's different. Um, it's different levels of comedy, and um, I, I feel like both guys hit me at certain times in my life that just resonated with me to where 
I'm not even going to make them compete with each other because okay. I can throw on any one of those stand-ups from any one of them and I'm going to laugh my ass off. And if I'm watching it with someone who's never seen it before, it's going to make me laugh 10 times harder because they're going to be cracking the fuck up. So I'm not going to answer the, the, the question. I love both of them um, so much. Those are my, my two favorite comedians of all time because like I was, I turned, um, well, we're all the same age. We're all literally the same age. Yeah. So you guys know during that era of our life when those like, you know, shows were dropping and I was heavy in the weed game. So anything that those guys said that was weed related, like I fucked with it even harder. What you think, Iggy? Who's your favorite out of those two? I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of Cat Williams to, to like be commenting on that, but I have seen a lot of Dave Chappelle. Like I said, I got turned on. I smoked weed for the first time ever on 420 when I was 13, you know. Uh, that was our freshman or my freshman year, you know, and I was just like, uh, you know, like I said, I saw Half Baked after that, and he just sold me. So I've been with okay. him his whole ride, man. So Okay. Well, what's yeah, the you should what check him the- out, man. He's funny. Go ahead. Nice. Nice. I was gonna say, what's the what's the first Cat Williams special? But I just looked it up. The Pimp Chronicles Part One. Got gotta watch that. Got to. Any of them. Gotta watch that. Okay. And you'll I'll do it. For sure. And you'll see what we're talking about. But um, what he's talking about, like you know, <laughs> selling weed, and it's funny. He's like, look at all the drug dealers in the house, like tipping their cap and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny shit for sure. Um, Cat Williams, he's fucking hilarious because <laughs> I've been to um, I've been to a couple shows, and uh, there there was one that I went to. Um, damn, what um. It was it wasn't its pimp and pimp and it was one that was like after that but he did a stand up and uh someone was like uh, I, I I can't say the word but someone is like why you keep saying the n word like uh who are you talking to like um you know that that's not all of us and uh he literally stopped the show cuz the guy was like yelling and trying to heckle him or something and like literally stopped the show and he was like hold on sir he's like say what you said again and he was like, who are you talking to when you say that? And he was like, where am I at? And uh, everybody like started barking. And he was like, that's who the fuck I'm talking to. Like, you want to get carried <laughs> the fuck out of here? Like, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. And- <laughs> that's YouTube, man, that's on YouTube. I, I didn't see that one. That's on YouTube. And did they, get, did they start heckling each other? A, a little bit. It, it started okay. as heckling, but like Cat Williams got so pissed that he pretty much told him to shut the fuck up and sit down. After he was like, you know, where's everybody at? And everybody started like, you know, cheering the fuck out of him. Yeah. And, uh, that's wild. That's crazy that it's on YouTube. I never looked that up because I was actually there in person, not recording it. Like, this is the wildest shit ever. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that shit was hilarious. Uh, he's, I mean, he's great, man. Cat Williams is really smart, too. But uh, he's, man, he's, fu- yeah, he's funny, man. Um, I actually laugh a little bit harder with Cat. I'm not, I like Dave, Dave uh, Chappelle. Uh, Chappelle goes more into politics, but Cat Wim just just being surface, it's funny as hell, man. So I, you know, both of them was great, but I, I probably laugh a little bit harder at with um, um, shit, with Cat Williams. I probably laugh a little bit harder with Cat. So I'm not choosing one or the other, but I'm gonna agree with that, and I feel like a lot of it might be because Cat Williams does so much of the physical comedy. Yeah, and that shit cracked me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
The story about him falling on his motorcycle is the funniest shit from it's pimpin' pimpin'. <laughs> yes. Yes. He, oh man. Yeah. So yeah. We're not gonna spoil too many things for Iggy. He just needs to see it. But his skit, like yeah. talking about him like riding a motorcycle and getting a motorcycle for the first time is the funniest shit ever. Like I'm dying right now thinking about it. <laughs> Oh man, Antonio, Grandma's boy, shit. So I love that whole that whole party scene. Um, Grandma's boy is one that I didn't like initially. I was like, it's the stupidest fucking concept for a movie ever. But I watched it a couple more times and smoked a lot of weed while I was watching it. And there's so many funny fucking parts in that movie. Um, you guys seen Grandma's boy at all? No, I haven't, man. But I know when you sometimes you have to smoke, bro, before you watch a movie. You won't get the context of the of the funniness of it so yeah i get it um i've never seen it man i'm gonna check some of these video uh movies out though you seen it iggy yeah i've seen it you know i don't know like i remember it that well but i know i've seen it so so he um antonio brought up the frankenstein weed so um dante in that movie you know the uh the guy who's selling weed to alex He's always got some crazy ass names for it. And Alex, he's like, I don't give a fuck what it's called. I just want a bag of weed. Just give me the shit. And, <laughs> yeah. um, but he's he's uh, he's talking about all these types of weed. And he's like, I got the bling bling. I got the Frankenstein. I got the Hulk. And um, he talks about that earlier. And then he brings the weed and brings everybody there. And um, it's funny. He's like, I got this deer weed that'll make you feel like you have antlers. <laughs> there's like someone who's like you know acting like they have antlers and then like at one point they're doing karaoke and like the girl's all drunk and falls over and alex is like i love this woman and then the old lady who lives there like is doing the frankenstein just like walking across because <laughs> she got high as hell and um, <laughs> that shit is fucking hilarious like grandma's boy is wild the stupidest thing in there is also one of the things that i laugh at the hardest so, um, damn it. I can't remember her name, but it's the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond. If you guys remember that show, the really that's old. His grandma, right? Yeah, that's his grandma. That's his grandma. So the really old white lady. And um, she's like high as fuck. And she's like drinking and like pounding beers and stuff and like pulls out cereal. And um, then she pulls out ice cream sandwiches. And she was like, hey, guys, you want ice cream sandwiches? I made them on um, I made them on uh, bread with lettuce. So it's like a, a sandwich that should be like ham and turkey. But it's like ice cream like in there and it's like the stupidest shit ever but if you are a high as fuck like I, I don't know that that just hits me hard every time because it's so fucking stupid that it makes me laugh <laughs> <laughs> yeah Chappelle's more skits that uh Chappelle's more stories well I mean I know that they're both stories but I don't know Cat Williams hits you harder with some punchlines is what it feels like like Dave Chappelle I'm not saying it's a lot of thinking jokes necessarily, but he builds up those jokes. You know, his stories are long-winded jokes sometimes. Yes. All right. Well, we went through everything. We've been here, we've been here for a while. Um, anything else that you guys want to say? Any movies or any anything that we want to bring up before we get out of here? I'm going to smoke this bowl. Uh, you got anything, Iggy? I'll just say, uh, just as far as stand-up goes off the top of my head, check out Eddie Griffin. You can tell him I said it, especially like the last half of it. He gets a little loose in it, and you can tell he's just chilling, hanging out with some peeps, and he's having a good time. 
Uh, it's pretty funny stand-up, in my opinion. Um, but uh, play IDP for sure, man. If you're not a commissioner, tell your commissioner, hey, we're playing IDP. We want to do that. Um, check out my website. Like I said, I got a five-part five-part series coming out right now explaining IDP. It's going to lead up to a charity league, man, where all can play. If you've never played IDP, get a chance to win some $100. I have all kinds of rookie cards from the 90s. I'm talking Steve McNair, Ray Lewis, Brett Favre, uh, some other Hall of Famers that you can know. I'll put it all up for grabs. It'll all go for a good cause. I don't want to reveal too much. This is the first time I've even said anything about it public. Um, and I just want to say thank both you, Terry and Alex. It's been a lot of fun. And I really appreciate talking with y'all, man. It's been a really good time. Uh, and, yeah, the floor is y'all's, guys. Breaking yeah. news. Breaking news. I like it. <laughs> so, um, movie, and I don't know if it really has to do with 420, but I always thought Redding, Cra Redding Crash, which was really funny. Um, That's just one of my funniest movies that I ever saw. Um, It's just it's just dumb, uh, dumb, stupid, uh, making you laugh the whole movie. So uh, I just want to mention, if y'all haven't seen Wedding Crashes, please go see it, guys. It, it's it's one of the funniest movies. Will Ferrell's in it, and he only plays like a special part, and it's it's hilarious. So uh, if you haven't seen Wedding Crashes, go check it out. And also, guys, don't forget to um, subscribe to my channel. Um, like I said, I do a lot of stuff with um, far as just, uh, waiver wires and stuff, especially due to the season. I'm big on waiver wires and sleepers. And also follow me at, on my Instagram, Facebook, and um, YouTube, Fantasy Good Sports, as you see on the screen. So I want to th thank Alex for bringing me on, man. Keep grinding, bro, doing your thing. I think you're on to something special, man, doing the way you're doing it. Iggy, man, I, I appreciate you coming on, bro, bro. Uh, IDP, the IDP, man. Uh, we guys, we should get in the league together. I don't know if y'all have any available spots, but um, people are scared to play me, guys. So I don't, I need leagues. I don't mean I'm not trying to brag anything, but they just don't want to play me. So if y'all have any leagues, man, let me know. Money leagues, free leagues, it doesn't matter. Yep, Absolutely. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a bunch of leagues going down. Okay. So we're doing dynasty right now, and um, I'm not in a rush to start a bunch of dynasty leagues. So I'm just going slow with that. Once okay. it starts getting to July and August, that's when I'm gonna be hitting everybody up. You know, let, let's have a real IDP league, you know, like me and you were talking about, Terry. 11 offense, 11 defense, you know, just make it really fucking wild. DNs, defensive tackles, corners, yeah. safeties, make it fucking, you know, really wild. And, uh, yeah, I, I create a bunch of, like, crazy leagues, like vampire leagues. I don't know if you guys heard of those. I fuck with those. I'm looking for some uh, assistant commissioners who want to help with that because that's a lot of manual work to do a league like that. Um, guillotine leagues. That's another league. That's a little bit more custom. That's uh, going to be really dope. We're starting a bunch of those. I'm, I'm a real big fan of like leagues that you can start three QBs at the same time. So mm. even if they're like 10 man leagues, but where you have like two starting QBs and a super flex. Mm. I'm down. So a curveball at him because that draft was like the craziest draft that I've ever done leading up to uh, just leading up to any league. It's just so much more different than any league. And I remember I won the championship in one of two of those leagues. Um, got Travis Kelsey in the fifth round like that. That's how crazy uh, these <laughs> were. And I, and I still hadn't drafted a running back, I don't think at that point either like that's how crazy like this league was like the first three rounds were like all quarterbacks you know it was wild and uh i made the craziest trade i think i traded um 
to, to a person who only had two QBs and one of them was about to be on bye for a week. So what he was about to lose, like either way, be completely out of the playoffs. And I traded him to a, and I can't remember what receiver. Um, it was a, it was a somewhat decent receiver, but I traded him Tua and some receiver for Nick Chubb and Allen Robinson. Like, and I would not oh, stop that, Alex. Quit taking advantage of your league mates, man. No, man, he had to do it. I, I told him he was he was sitting on Chubb for a long time and got a lot of offers for him and okay. put on him. And uh, I just wouldn't budge. I'm like, no, like once you let me know that Chubb is an option, even like this much. I'm going to force your hand. I'm going to force it. And with this, any league that I'm the commissioner, the trades can happen same day. This, okay. this trade happened at nine, well, nine fifty California time and been good for that week. Okay. So I'm not like rushing against like, Oh, we got to make this two days in advance. Um, so I'm just going to press it as hard as I can and force that hand. And uh, I, I may be bluffing, but you're going to pay to play that. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. And um, that trade was a good one that, that worked out in the end. Um, I had Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. Those are my three QBs that I wrote all season. <laughs> it was, it was wild to say the least. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing a bunch of dynasty leagues right now. Uh, I think this is the fourth one bunch of redraft leagues i know that we're going to do a couple leagues for charity as well i need to do more research and see like what charities are actually like worth it because i don't want to do a lot of these normal ones i want to do um something that uh doesn't get a lot of love you know but put money into um you know some communities that need it somewhere whether it's a local community in san diego we're like one of the biggest cities in um, america right now and um, we got a lot of areas that are like South Central LA, you know, because I know some people will know that, you know, but we, the ghetto is big here, you know, and there's a lot of people who don't get the things that they need there. And um, we got to, we got to do our part to help out everywhere. So I'm going to be doing a lot of research here real soon because those leagues are probably going to be like redraft leagues or best ball leagues. But I'm excited, Iggy, that you brought up that because that's something I'm going to get into this year. Um, doing leagues where literally everything gets donated to charity, even if it's like $10 buy-in, you know, per person or whatever. And um, like, I don't even know, like when something like you said, Iggy, a card or something, or um, I got some recent swag. I got some Ricky Williams swag. That's got uh, him signing it with 420 on it. So um, we might get a league going like that where one of those gets, uh, you know, thrown out there to the first place winner, but uh, I'm excited. Cool shit is on the horizon. So if you're not subscribed, Make sure you subscribe now. And oh shit, the Weed Ninja 420 just showed up and said hello. Cheers. I like it. <laughs> so make sure you subscribe because every Tuesday it is going down. And next week we got Wrestling Edition. We got Matty Matt from the Wrestling Matt podcast. Um, this dude is funny as fuck. He comes in like dressed up like Macho Man Randy Savage and like talks about all the old school wrestling. So we're going to get real nostalgic with it. Um, I don't have a show booked for 413 yet, but get ready for 420. Anyone who wants to come on the show, I'm going to be doing like a three hour show that starts like 420 Eastern time, you know, close to that and rolls all the way through 420, like West coast time. And we're literally just going to be smoking weed, talking football, talking about a bunch of random shit. So I want to get a bunch of people to come on for the 420, uh, festivities. So any smokers out there, hit me up. 
And appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, uh, Terry, for coming on. Uh, glad we got to meet, chop it up a little bit, and we're definitely yeah. going to be collabing more during the season. And now that I know you're into IDP, you've already made it like into like a circle on Twitter of people that I fuck with because I fuck with people harder who are into IDP because we're, we're like the outsiders. Like uh, we're not the norm right now. And um, I've always been the underdog and uh, I can't wait till this is the norm. Cause guys like us who are trying to push it to the forefront, you too, Iggy. That's how we first connected. It was over IDP and from, uh, from Jordan, 50 shades of drunk, Mr. IDP army himself. So yeah, I, I like the IDP club that we got going on uh, Twitter. I fucks with it a lot. So appreciate you guys for coming yep. on. Absolutely, man. Great time. Nice to meet you, Terry. We'll be keeping in touch. I'll give you a follow. Uh, let's all support each other, man. That's what it's all about. Yep, I got you too, Iggy. And on guys, as I get more um, situated, I like to bring y'all on to my show too, man, if y'all don't mind. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. I, lo I love it. Thank I love you, coming man. on people's shows. Okay. All right. So thanks, everybody who's stuck here. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. I got, uh, I got Schmitty coming on the show so i got another big interview going down he's going to be breaking down some uh, rookie running backs as well so excited about that you guys know schmitty um he's a uh, pretty big time in the the fantasy world started off in like writing articles and now like people are finally getting to see him because he's like breaking out on youtube but this guy's been notorious in the fantasy space for a while oh and here we go Popping in, Jordan. There we go. We know he's always creeping on the come up, so I like it. I like it. <laughs> and there we go. Weed Ninja, I'll join. Yeah, make sure you subscribe. If you want to get into Discord where we got like the group of the 420 crew, make sure you join on YouTube or go to fantasyfootballhustler.com and click on Patreon. It's the top link on there. I got everything connected to that website. And, uh, yeah, let's get into some Dynasty Leagues. Let's get into uh, a 420 League. We're going to have some 420-themed theme, leagues. Say that four times fast. Uh, and I'm excited for those ones. It's going to be dope. So, peace out, everybody. Appreciate everybody for being here. And there we go. Green Band Dallas represent. Terry's representing those Cowboys right there. And I'm just smoking weed, just representing the players and loving not being a Los Angeles Chargers fan because fuck them. San Diego Chargers is the only one I'll cheer for. <laughs> fuck them. You're fine. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Thanks for joining